Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. All right, fantastic. Why don't you come and grab your seat? Who's on holidays now? Just give me a wave if you're on holidays. Yeah, I can feel that vibe, the holiday vibe. It's hitting me big time. Awesome. Well, so good seeing you guys all here. And uh, it's, a, it's a great time of year in so many ways. Some people get to relax more. Others, it's busy and frantic. And, uh, and then we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus, and there'll be all sorts of stuff that goes on. But it's also a hard time of year for, for others, isn't it? So, you know, it's a great time to remember different uh, avenues that people are facing right now. Um, but I, I just want to say a couple of things before I share this morning. Um, and that is just to uh, reinforce three values that we as a church, as a board, as a leadership, as a staff and team uh, stand for and believe in. And I believe that going into 2022, who knows what 2022 is going to look like? I mean, we just have no idea, do we? we? We just, I don't know if there's ever been such a time in history, apart from maybe pre the wars, you know, where you can just, you just don't know where's this thing going. But I want to just reinforce, because I think it's important that we as a people of God, as Harvest Church family, know that we will always stand for freedom of three key things. Freedom of religion. And that means being able to preach the full gospel boldly, publicly, and to worship him freely and without constraints. Um, yeah. Give yourselves a, a round of applause. Why would I even say that? Because there are going to be probably laws that will come that will try and stifle that, that we may not obey with. We may not obey. Now, we could do a whole study on Romans 13 on the difference between submitting and facing the consequences and obeying. They're two very different words. And if you want to do a study, I encourage you to do a study on that. But freedom of religion overrides the laws of the land. Now, there may come an hour there may come an hour where we need to be faced with that. If you were living in China right now, you could either obey and go to the three-self church where it's constrained and controlled, or you could go to the underground church and completely not obey the law of the land. Where would you stand? I don't know where I would stand. It's a tough one. But they're seeing mighty, mighty revival, uh, You know, something in the order of millions coming to know Jesus every single year via the underground church, not in the three-self government churches, in the underground church, freedom of religion, freedom of speech is another one. It means you can have your opinion, I can have my opinion. I'm not going to cancel you just because you have a different opinion, and you're not going to cancel me just because I have a different opinion. But we, we have a freedom to actually speak that sort of stuff. And what we're seeing in the world right now is there is a leftist political agenda trying to shut down any conservative voice. 
We can see it in Google. Google filters search. If you've done searches into Google, do you know that they filter it? And they give you results specifically tainted toward a leftist political agenda. So you're getting fed with that stuff whenever you do a Google search. So I encourage you to use DuckDuckGo or there's other search engines you can use that aren't as filtered as Google. It's the same with YouTube. YouTube shuts down many, many, many good Christian voices in this hour. They're shutting them down. So go to Rumble instead because it's a freedom of speech version of YouTube. And so we're, we're living in an hour where freedom of speech is, is no longer free. And we all thought Australia was the land of the free. And uh, we're not the land of the brave, but we're land of the free. And, um, and so we're living in an hour where, where we're going to be challenged with issues, social issues, sexuality, gender, political, spiritual. Issues like this are going to be thrown in our face. And we're going to have to know where we stand. We're going to have to know where we stand. And so we as a church will always stand for those two things. And then freedom of conscience is the last one. Freedom of conscience. What does that mean? It means that you are free to operate in your life with your conscience. Paul talks about this in the ways of eating. Whether you eat this or you eat that, you have to stand before the Lord on what you believe. And it's the same with our conscience. It's the same whether you're vaxxed or whether you're unvaxxed. It's such a divisive issue right now. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Whether you are, it's absolutely fine. Whether you aren't, it's absolutely fine. I'm not vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated. And I'm actually okay with that. But I'm okay with anyone and everyone who wants to get vaccinated. Because you are free to do whatever your conscience leads you to do. And so we will stand for that. We will stand for that and, we, and we'll, we'll, we'll go for that one all, all the way because I believe that an hour is coming where it won't just be quite as wishy-washy as it is now, whether it's, whether it's the vaccine or something else, but it's going to be other things that are coming after that. And we are going to have to know we are the people of God. And we have to know the Word of God, the authority of God. We have to know where we stand on things. And... I could, I could go for hours on this, and I know you probably could too. But the issue is freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience. And that means you are not a slave to anyone. You're not a slave to anyone. That's what Paul, Paul, half of Paul's writings is reminding people you're not a slave anymore. You're not a slave anymore. You're free. And so there's all sorts of things that we could say on that. And, and going into next year, we'll see what church looks like. We'll see what all sorts of things look like. But I can tell you this, that if there's one thing I know, and I will, I will say this probably till the day I die, the last couple of weeks have been very, very challenging weeks in a number of ways. I've had phone calls, emails. I've had people chasing me like I've never had people chasing me uh, in tears their lives are a mess. They're potentially losing their homes. They are losing their livelihoods because they do not want to be in a medical trial getting vaccinated. Now, whatever you think of that, that's their conscience. That's their right. That's their right. And for that, they're losing everything. That is not right. That is not right. We live in Australia. We live in a free land where people should not be forced to get this stuff. And yet it's forced left, right and centre. 
And think what you think about mandates, but, but I'll state this one every single week if I have to. We are a free people. You are free. And it's very important. It's very important in the coming days and the coming years that you remember that, that you're free. Because the other stuff that will probably be rolled out in the coming years won't quite be as nice as this. And so we got to know where do we stand on this stuff? Where do we stand? Are you free? Are you free? Do you operate in your conscience? If you have been absolutely forced and coerced to take it, I am so sorry. I am so sorry because it's not right. And you need to know it's not right. Because we live in an hour where right and wrong is being divided. And, and like I said, whether you're vaxxed or not vaxxed, it doesn't really matter this morning. I'm talking about a way bigger issue than that. Way bigger issue than that. And that is the people of God need to remain free. We need to remain free. We need to live free. Not controlled, not manipulated, not coerced, not anything else. Because who knows? I mean, maybe God will use it like he is in China, whereby the underground church are completely defying the law of the land and seeing God move powerfully. I pray it doesn't take that for us to wake up. But we need a move of God, I'm convinced of this, more than ever before. And our generation, next generation... With, with the world in the state it's in, we need a move of God. And there are many, many, many amazing good voices that, that we're looking to and we're listening and we're watching and we're going, wow, they're all saying the same thing and the, and the word is freedom. Remember that word, freedom. We need to be free. We need to be free. And so there's a whole lot of things we could say on that. But I'm not saying all that to be controversial, but what we believe absolutely by God that we are to remind you guys you're free. You're free. And stay free whatever you do. And if we have to have, you know, food hampers or garden beds here to feed people, tent city, whatever it takes, we'll have a look at it. As long as Suzanne will manage it for us. <laughs> Be, Stuart probably be pretty good at Tent City, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word, for your word is true. And Lord, we just ask this morning that you would speak to us through your word, by your spirit, and that you would use us this morning as your instruments, that you would speak and move and encourage and release your word and your destiny over us as your people and over this house and region in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verses 15 and 17. John chapter 14, verses 15 and 17. Don't know that I've ever actually titled a sermon Holy Spirit before. But today I've called it Holy Spirit. really flows similar to Karen's last week. Um, and uh, I want to read John chapter 14. Yeah, let's start at verse 15. It says, uh, If you love me, obey my commandments. And this is Jesus speaking, obviously. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. 
The word cannot receive the world cannot receive him, but it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and later will be in you. Sorry. He lives with you now and later will be in you. Two very important distinctives there in that final bit. It's easy to miss, especially if you get it wrong like I did. But you know him because he lives with you now. Later, he will be in you. We are living in the later, where the Holy Spirit lives in us. Now, there's a third dimension to this. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has existed. He was hovering over the waters of the earth right at the beginning of time. And here we have the Holy Spirit who is with them. The Holy Spirit leads us to the knowledge of God. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus as the Son of God. The, whole, the work of the Holy Spirit is so deep. And, and the Holy Spirit's work is invisible and yet powerful, life-changing. And, and he goes all over the place in our lives to search us out, to reveal truth. And if our ears are open, we can see all sorts of things and hear all sorts of things. But then Jesus, as he's leaving, ascending to the Father, he says to the disciples, because obviously they're a little bit worried. They're saying, what? You're leaving us? You've done all this great stuff. Now you're leaving us? I mean, they must have felt quite um, stranded, like really like sheep without a shepherd. And, and yet he says to them, no, I'm going to the Father because I want to leave you an advocate. Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one who comes alongside of you and helps you and your counsellor, your comforter. And so the disciples hearing this, they don't know what this means because they've known of the Spirit. They've known the great Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. They've known him as this uh, invisible sort of um, being of the Godhead. They've seen him do great things through Jesus. They've heard of great things in the, in the, uh, the times of great prophets and, and great men and women of God of, the, of old. But here they are on the knife edge saying, okay, Jesus is now leaving us. What's it going to look like? And he says, well, the Holy Spirit's been with you, but later he's going to be in you. He's going to be in you. It's really important that we realize that the Holy Spirit, God, is all around us. But the Holy Spirit, if you know Jesus Christ, the Bible says that Jesus, God the Father, gives you a deposit. And the Holy Spirit is your deposit of what is to come. And so upon salvation, when we believe in Jesus and we say, Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sin. I'm going to give my life to you. That minute, that deposit is released to you. And if you've never experienced that this morning, you can just by sitting there and say, Jesus, it's time I give everything to you. It's all you have to do is just sit there and say, yep, I'm giving everything to you, Jesus. Come into my life. Get rid of my sin. I don't want it anymore. I want to live for you. At that instant, Holy Spirit is given to you as a deposit. And that deposit is in you. He's not just around you anymore. He is embedded into your spirit. He becomes one with your spirit. And your eternity is then written in the Lamb's book of life. Eternal life is promised to you because of that moment. And then we see later in uh, the book of Acts, and we can see what happens is then there is a third dimension to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to go into all of this today. I think that's a, another time. And that is when the Holy Spirit is on you. The Holy Spirit is with us. He's in us. And then there are times where he is on us. 
What do I mean by that? I mean by his anointing, his power, his gifting. Let me read you some traits of the Holy Spirit. Some, some uh, traits of the Holy Spirit, we, we might know them as gifts of the Holy Spirit. Administration, apostleship, discernment, encouraging, exhorting, evangelism, faith, giving, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, pastoring or shepherding, prophecy or perceiving, teaching, serving, showing mercy and wisdom. And all of those are listed in Romans 12, Ephesians 4 and Corinthians 12. They are listed as specific. There's about 16 of them there, I think. They are listed as specific gifts of the Holy Spirit. So with the Holy Spirit in you, he then comes upon you and gives you gifts. So we can then be enabled and we then have supernatural powers like a Marvel movie to operate in a realm that isn't natural. It's not natural. With the Holy Spirit just around us, we have to sovereignly trust that he's going to just do stuff. And, that, and that's amazing. But he's actually called you and ordained you and given you a deposit and a seal of the Spirit of God. A peace of God. He is God. And he's real and he's powerful and he's in you, but he's also on you. Because if you've then been filled with the Holy Spirit, which some people call a secondary experience of the Spirit, the first experience is salvation. When the Holy Spirit comes in our hearts as a deposit at salvation. That's the first experience. Some say that is the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's okay. If people want to believe that, that's okay. But I'd like to think that we can go on being filled with the Holy Spirit, as Paul says. And we can see even believers, disciples who believed in Jesus, then were breathed upon and hands were laid on them and the Holy Spirit came on them. And so this secondary experience of the Holy Spirit, it is real. It is powerful. We are going to need to be able to demonstrate what we believe in the coming days. How do we do that? We acknowledge the Word of God, the truth of God. We stand in righteousness. But then we ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us with His power and His gifts so we can go about our day, go about our week with the Holy Spirit on us. Now, it's an interesting topic, this one. I know this is kind of teachy, but you know, we'll see where we go with this. Some people will feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and some people won't. Some people will, will just acknowledge the presence of God or acknowledge that onness of the Spirit more than others. And it's okay, whichever way. But there is a knowing I believe this. There is a knowing of the presence of God and the infilling of the Holy Spirit and an, an onness of the gifts of the Spirit, if you like, and the anointing. There is a knowing that is available to every single believer. The feeling is different for everyone. The level of feeling is different. And you know what? Jonathan Edwards said this. Uh, I mean, he wrote a fantastic paper. He's one of the greatest theologians on revival, I think, of all time. Well worth reading if you can understand the language. It's, it's very old English, so it's, it's a real minefield of words. But he said in revival, and he saw you know, great awakening across America, uh, he said this of revival and of moving of the Spirit of God because it was very demonstrative, the power of God moving upon people. And he said, It is 
No evidence that it is a work of the Spirit if someone is more demonstrative or not demonstrative. It's not an evidence that God is doing something just because someone is shaking. We look for the fruit of the Spirit. The experience of the Spirit. Some people have very, very, very dramatic uh, bodily um, shakings and, and, you know, in old revivals of old convulsions and screamings and all sorts of things. And Jonathan Edwards here in the middle of this says, that is no evidence whether there is a great work of the Spirit or not. We'll look for that later. We'll look for that next in their lives. We'll look for the, for the conditioning of their lives, for righteousness. We'll look for a love of Jesus. We'll look for the fruit of the Spirit. And we, need, we remember that in revival. I've always remembered this because, as you know, we've seen God move in great and powerful ways. Uh, and we want him to continue to do that. And, and, but we don't make a big deal whether people are being hugely affected or not being hugely affected. I am not going to be governed by that as to whether God is moving. And so we need to know that God is bigger than all that stuff. He's bigger than all that stuff. But one thing is certain, he wants to move in your life. And he wants to move in your family. And he wants to move in this generation. And his power and his presence is available for you today. Do you believe that? I must admit, when Pentecostal pastors come in this church, they always rev everyone up. They want amazing responses from everyone every 10 seconds. I think Pat Masidi probably hit the, hit the, the record. I mean, I was tired. And I was sitting there. I, I, I was getting confused. Am I responding? Hand up? No, shake. You know, it's, it's. I love it. It's good fun. I'm not offended by it or anything he said, really. We're bigger than, bigger than offense, aren't we? But we want God to move. I tell you where I see God moving across the earth. It's not in places that are politically correct. It's not in places that cancel other ministries and voices. It's not in places that are even safe. It's not in places that are perfect and have it all lined up and have everything all ordered and organized and structured. It's in places that are a little bit random, that are a little bit awkward. Even leaders, I look at them and go, really? But doesn't it remind you of the New Testament? Doesn't it remind you of the Old Testament? Ragtag people from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of situation, God picks them and says, I'm going to put my anointing on you and I'm going to use you for something. What if he chooses to use you? What if his spirit comes upon you to do something really, really remarkable in your situation, in your family, in your workplace, in your region? We were shopping Friday, I think it was, and uh, we've become famous as a bit of a freedom church. Um, a lady at a shop, actually, um, she, wherever we go, we're sort of meeting people that go, ah, oh, I heard you had Pat Mercedes and well done, you know, people cheering us on and, hey, bring it on, it's good. Um, but, um, yeah, we're at this shop and, and, uh, and she said, oh, I saw your video, you guys, and I saw you at the Freedom Rally. That's right. And all of a sudden it opens up all this conversation. She's like, wow, that's phenomenal. We need more churches standing for freedom and... Uh, you know, and, and it, was, it was fantastic. It was a great conversation. But at the core of it, there is a desire for a move of God. There's a desire for a move of God. Are you hungry for a move of God in your life? I am. 
you know, when God's moving, prayer is easy. Have you ever noticed that? Worship's easy. In fact, living's a little easier. Yeah, there's controversy. There's, you know, it gets weird and wonderful and there's arguments. There's left and right. There's all sorts of things that are going on. But I'll have that any day. I'll have that any day if God's moving because every single move of God has brought about it controversy. If you don't like controversy, cancel revival. Just cancel it. And you don't have to have it. But I tell you what, we will. We will because we need God to move. We need God to move. Galatians, I didn't give this to the guys, but Galatians 5, 22, 23 says this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So when he's moving in us and on us, he then does something and he forces out of us fruit. Now, sometimes he has to get past all the dross and all the problems in our life and all of our own selfness. And that's why, you know, sometimes there's just chaos going on. And even sometimes when the power of God is is tangibly upon people, they go away and they're more miserable than they were when they came. Because God is sifting and sorting and refining and sharpening. And it hurts. Crushing of the grapes hurts. Pruning of the vine, John 15, hurts. It's not a nice process. When the Holy Spirit comes, often repentance is required. When, when the Holy Spirit is moving upon us and in us, often he draws us to a reality of our own sin, of our own weakness, of our own hurts and our own, our own stuff. Karen, has, we, we've joked many times about our winnower. We put it in place this week, actually. Balin and me wheeled this thing, rickety old thing, into place. I was tempted to set it alight this week. I do like setting things alight. I'm, I'm known for that. Petrol, you know, in a match can do amazing things. And wheeling this thing into place and I'm like, I've, I've had enough. Because, like Karen said, the moment we got this thing, the first thing he said is go and apologise to those people. In fact, don't just apologise. Take them out to lunch, give them $1,000, give them some gifts and just lavish them. And they probably won't validate anything. And they didn't. But that's okay. Because the Holy Spirit led us through repentance to obedience. And he'll bring about great fruit. No one ever needs to know who and how and what. And I don't say that to big note ourselves. But I say that because the Holy Spirit will ask you to do things that are deeper than you're willing to go. He will ask us to go to those places. He will ask us to repent of stuff. He'll ask us to give over stuff in our lives that I'm still hanging on to. And he'll ask me, he'll say, are you willing to let go of that stuff? Because he wants us to be holy. Not because he needs anything in particular. He's already God. But because he wants it for you and for me. And I believe he wants to pour out in our nation it was funny, at the Freedom Rally a few weeks ago, um, Karen loved it. She was just like, oh, this is revival. She was crazy. I, I'm telling you, there was a little bit of a spirit of revival in that place. There was 20,000 people from Adelaide there. Half of them probably never been to church in their lives, but there was a whole lot of Christians there. And we sang the anthem and, and we were led in prayers. They led people in a salvation altar call. They had a prayer tree. I didn't know who these guys were leading people in prayer. But, and, then we, and, and, and literally people were led with hand on heart praying for our nation. How often do we do that in church? Not very often. 
But there is a core of Australia, there is a cry for freedom in this nation. And I believe it starts with our First Nations Aboriginal people. And we do pray an amazing outpouring upon them. But again, that's all been politicised as well. See, the political agenda will hijack anything good. Anything good. And we've got to be careful we don't fall under its spell. Because if you watch just the mainstream media, it's very easy to fall under the spell. You know this new, vo- new variant, Omicron? Oh no, watch out. Watch out, watch out. It might jump on you. It might jump on you. You know what? The South Africans who discovered it are saying, don't worry about it. Its symptoms are way less. These are the doctors who have discovered it. Please don't fall under the spell. Because it, it's, it's debilitate, debilitating and it stifles freedom. And we want freedom in the house of God, whatever you believe, <laughs> whatever your stance, because we're going to need to get so radically free that we're judgment free. And, and, and believe me, I don't even like that because that's going to mean some hairy, scary people coming in here. And it was, it was anyway, I won't, I won't continue. <laughs> Let me give you some names of the Holy Spirit. Names of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. He is called the Dove. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's called the Comforter, the Intercessor, the Paraclete, which means the one who comes alongside of. He's called the Presence of God. He's called the Spirit, and He's called the Spirit of Truth. We're going to have to listen in so clearly to the Spirit of Truth. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in 2022? What do you want to do in our nation? But even a harder question, what do you want to do in me? It's easy to pray for a nation. It's not so easy to pray for the mirror. But what's he, what's he saying to us? What stuff do we need to get rid of? What stuff do we need to repent of? Maybe what reconciliations do we need to bring about? I'm telling you, it hurts. It's annoying. You'll resist it, but it's good. And I know many of you have, have done that over the years and, and you've found freedom. But I want to encourage you, if you have any skeletons that, that come to you when you're praying, and I not mean demons, I mean memories of broken relationships where you can, you can do something about it and bring peace, go for it. I encourage you to do it. Because let me tell you, you get blessed. You get blessed. Those skeletons aren't there anymore. And it's, it's an amazing thing. And the whole Beatitudes talks about this. So you can read it in the book of Matthew if you want to study it. But it brings freedom to us. And so I want to finish with this. In that same passage of um, John chapter 14, I want to jump down to verse 26 and 27 to finish this. And he says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. No matter what you hear on the media, the word of God overrides it. The Holy Spirit is your gift of peace. And sometimes we need to listen to him more than we listen to the world. 
We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. What are you saying in this? What, what, what's my opinion on this? Do I even care? Should I even say that? Should I not say this? Should I be praying instead of yabbering? You know, all this sort of stuff. The Holy Spirit is deeper than we think. He will take us deeper than we'll think. He will say things deeper than we want to hear. And it's for our own good. It's for our own good. But he gives us the gift of peace. If you're struggling with anxiety today, listen and get in the presence of God by the Holy Spirit because he's the gift of peace to you. If you have confusion, if you have struggles, if you have stuff going on that you cannot control, or if you're afraid of what 2022 might look like or not look like, you have a gift. His name is Holy Spirit. And it's a gift just for you. He's a gift just for you. Some of you came today and this is exactly what you needed to hear. You came because the Holy Spirit drew you and you responded in obedience and you needed to hear that the Holy Spirit has the solutions to your problems. I've had to say that to more people this week than I've ever had to say to in my life because they're looking down the barrel financially at all sorts of things. I wish I could help all of them in the natural, but I know God is their God and, and God has given them an advocate who will champion them, who will promote them, who will bless them. Why? Because they've stood on their conscience. And so as we seek the Holy Spirit together, and, and, you know, there's a whole lot of things I can say on this. The one thing I want to say is the same thing I said, I don't know, a year and a half ago at the beginning of COVID, and that is we will not let COVID divide us. We will not let COVID or any, any other little stuff that goes along with COVID divide our church or our families or our relationships. And so there, there'll be greatly varying opinions across this room. But we want to stand as one people And we want to not get caught up in, you know, you're this, I'm this, you know, I'm vaxxed, you're not vaxxed, you're this, you're a hippie. Yes, we're hippies, we know, we're proud of it. None of that matters. None of it matters. When God moves in a nation, all that stuff disappears. And that's what we need. I want you to stand with me this morning. Awesome. I want you just to lift your hands and we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never been filled with the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. This morning you can. Maybe you've realized that you've just let stuff get in the way and you've got caught up and you've taken on fear or you've got confused or there's anxiety or there's just stuff that you want to get rid of today. Then go for it. Maybe you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to him this morning. There's no better day. Maybe you haven't been walking with Jesus and you want to walk with him again in a strong, clear way. Then today's the day. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your great work. We thank you that you bring all truth. We thank you for your power and your presence and your word that pierces us like a sword, even when we don't like it. I pray that we would lay things down. I lay things down at the foot of the cross today that just shouldn't be there. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and move. That you would come and move in us and on us. You might just want to 
as you're praying, just, just, let him, just let him move in your life in whatever way that looks like. One thing I know is as we're, as we're giving stuff over to him, he loves to then come and move. He does stuff afresh because there's freedom in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We're just going to give him a few minutes this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd just continue to and increase your power and your presence on us in Jesus' name. That you would breathe upon us this morning. That you would release your power. You would release your voice. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Some of you, just as I said that, began to just feel him coming on you. We just say increase, Holy Spirit, right now. Right now, in this room, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you and we say, come. We say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, some of you just felt felt him just begin to rest on you. <sighs> Holy Spirit, release your fire right now. Release that fire right now. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord, more. If you're beginning to just feel him or sense him or know that he's on you, I just want you to lift both hands if you're okay with that. I just want to bless what he's doing in you and on you right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, release your fire on these guys. Release your fire right now. Release your fire right now. Refreshing. 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 I don't know this gentleman, the tall guy on this left-hand side, maybe if, hey, Bob, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your name? Oh, it's Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know Craig. Craig, I just, I just sense that God's going to bring you into a fresh season. You're coming out of stuff, but he's going to bring you into a fresh season of knowing him. And I believe he's going to speak words to you that you've never heard before. I believe that he is going to utter things to you that your heart is going to receive and hear. And I just, I just see freedom coming to you in this coming year. There's fresh freedom. There's some joy. There's some life. Yes, there's always 
other stuff going on as well, but there's a freedom coming to you. Lord, I pray for Craig right now. Holy Spirit, that you would come on him. Bob, would you just lay hands on Craig? Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just bless what you're doing. We bless your word. And we ask that you would release your joy over him, your freedom over him. You would prosper him in Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just keep lifting your hands for another minute or so if you can. I know it's a good dealt workout, but it's good for you anyway. Burns calories. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. I ask for increase, not decrease. I ask for increase, that Holy Spirit, you would be glorified in our lives, that you would release your gifts, you would release your presence, your power in and through us, in, a, in our community, in a whole new level, a whole new level. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to finish on this, in this atmosphere this morning. But if you want to come down the front and just lay down the front or kneel or sit or whatever, and just remain in his presence for a little bit longer and just bask in his presence, then you're welcome to come now. And um, the band will just keep playing over you gently. And uh, Lord, we just pray blessing upon this week. I pray blessing upon every single person, every household. I ask that you would pursue us and that you would speak to us and release your power for a great awakening in our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. Yeah, you can come and, and just relax at the front. It's nice down here.